Hello, New York! And by New York, I only mean the Long Island Jews whose mommies are still paying their rent. You know, I really feel like you're attacking us, the people of Long Island. I personally feel attacked because that's kind of me at the moment. It is you at the moment, but you're also not living in the city, and your mom also isn't paying your rent. And you also don't have a job. Okay, I feel better. (laughs) Welcome to Unorthodox. Oh my gosh, guys, we are so excited to finally get this going. We've been working so hard to finally get like the best podcast going for you guys we want to give you the best content only the best it's actually crazy when you have dreams this big I remember being five years old and I was at the kitchen table and I said mom I know what I want to be when I grow up and she said a police officer and I said no mom I want to be a professional podcaster it was at that exact moment (laughs) that she was beyond excited to have created me only oh then. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wait, wait. This one time when I was three, I told my parents that I wanted to be on Broadway, and they literally couldn't have shut that down any harder. <laughs> I think that they didn't want you But it was that to... exact moment that I knew podcasting was the move for me. Yeah, you know that uh, restaurant called Ellen Stardust Diner? Yes. Oh my god. So that's where people go when they can't get into like the actual field of talent. Meanwhile, podcasting is where people go when they also can't get into the field of talent. But, like, but they can't even get into Ellen Stardust Diner. No, no. Like, they can't even get in to eat, let alone sing. Yeah. Like, they're screwed. It's basically where, like, the untalented people go that kind of just need something to do. It's where the Jewish girls go that like to talk, which yes. brings us together today. Which brings us here today. Hello. Welcome, everybody. But I'm sure a bunch of you are wondering what brought us together in the first place. And, and no, it was. And no, it wasn't acting school. It and was. no, it wasn't voice lessons, and no, it wasn't the auditions. And modeling school. <laughs> and modeling school. It actually brought the things that we love the most together, and that was birthright. birthright. Oh, my God. L'chaim. <laughs> Baruch Hashem, everybody. Every Jewish girl dreams about birthright also. Yes. And Who wouldn't want a free trip to Israel? A free 10-day trip. Yep. You literally don't need to pay for food. You have your own kibbutz, which for the uncultured swine listening, it means a bed. <laughs> and you got to meet random people. I went with like eight of my well, guy friends. Well, unless you go with your entire sorority where you don't want to meet a single person besides your friends that you already have. Yeah, like, because why would you travel across the world to meet other people? Yeah. <laughs> like, that just doesn't make sense in my head. You know, I, I don't understand that at all. But like, uh, it's not about finding yourself. It's about finding fucking Rachel Levy in mm-hmm. the club. Like you don't, you don't care. <laughs> so, we actually did not know each other before going on birthright. Yeah, I actually came with a friend. Like guys, don't think I went on this alone. But like, out of some uh, twisted fate and fortune, I fell into the hands of Dana Siegelstein. And we just hit it off immediately. I think our sarcasm was literally bouncing off one each other on the bus, which we would be on for like ten hours a day. And early in the morning, late at night, yeah, drunk off of some Tubi, you know, drunk off of not getting any sleep, we would just be together. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't even be together. It was like also just us, like talking to everybody, like making friends with everybody, even the weird people. We just like really tried to make them feel like part of our group, you know, like yeah, like, like the group of people that like got together who like didn't really have friends before, but like now like they're tight. Yeah. Through birthright. <laughs> and, like, we didn't really care that we were being excluded by, like, the cool girls on the trip. Like, yeah, no, no. we didn't want to be them, you know? And, like, we didn't cry ourselves to sleep about it either. <laughs> but that's, like, for another time. Um, 
Anyways, for people that haven't been on Birthright, what a lot of people don't know is that halfway through the trip, you get assigned six soldiers. So, Jillian, I'm actually curious, which soldiers actually resonated with you? Okay, so there was one particular soldier that was really coming on strong to me. However, we did make really good friends with one of the soldiers who was beautiful. However, he was already fucking an American on the trip, so... Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to really get deep with him in that sense. But there was another one on the trip that was really like trying to get to me. And he, uh, the first night that we were together, it was in, I think, Tiberius. And we were all like sitting down outside in that little middle part of the hotel. And he's just sitting next to me. And he's like, You have beautiful eyes. Come to my room. I want to show you something. And I was like, Whoo! And literally, I was searching everywhere for Remy, the one friend that I went with on this trip, and I could not find her, and he takes my hand and brings me to his room, and I had to call Remy to get me out of there. Situations like that that makes you scared of Israel. Not, not, <laughs> not anything that's going on in Israel is that story it's right that there. It's that exact story. Um, and I was like, Israel, Israelis are so sexy, but honestly, like, I was kind of frightened, and I don't think I had enough to be in me to just be like, oh my god, get off of me. But also, like, I did kind of be like, I don't want to go to your room with you, but then he literally grabbed me and brought me to his room, and I was like, Remy, Remy, yeah, people Remy. Get, like, people <laughs> Remy. get pretty horny on birthright, which is brings me to the next point of like why didn't anyone try to why didn't anyone try to make out with me like everyone talks about like they're like slutty birthright times and I'm like wait what what do you mean oh were boys hitting on you that's funny no one even looked at me (laughs) so like Jillian before you like I feel like I hear way too many stories of people fucking the soldiers and not only did everybody fuck a soldier on our trip but also someone fucked the security guard on our trip not no 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 not fuck not fuck sorry that was like way too far no they like did other stuff that was like pretty far for Israel she was a virgin she was a shomer not shomer but like close because she has now she got that boner (laughs) hey um but yeah so I feel like there's no like religious Jews that are going on birthright. Like there's no one that is brought up uh maybe I would go as far to say like conservative Jewish or like no, Orthodox. No, Dana, that's just crazy. Like Who no. Like this Only is for the, the This is for the reformed and the rowdy. non-Jews. Yeah, and the non-Jews I'll somehow get on because they're like, yeah. my grandpa one time like n- married a Jewish no, girl. No, they're like, my stepmom's uncle is like one quarter Jewish, so technically it counts. Yeah, I've been like, to a bar mitzvah before. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sweetie, is your last name Siegelstein? That's what I thought. Get out. They're like, is it Weiss? Is it Goldman? Sorry. Yeah, like, get back on the plane. Um <laughs> But we got back on the plane, but like, fine, we have enough funds, you can go. Yeah, like, like, we're so so rich. Um, But I think just birthright as a whole is a really eye opening experience. And by eye opening, I mean you either love Judaism or you hate it. Or you just like love the social scene in Israel so much that, like, you say you want to go back to Israel and everyone thinks that, like, wow, you've just had this religious awakening, but no, you want to go back to Shalvada and get fucked up. Yeah, you're not looking to refine culture. You're looking no. to refine that hot oh Israeli in the club. No, remember when we went to the mikvah? Yeah, that was wild. Everyone was like, oh my God, whoa, we're actually taking religion to like a new level. Like, where's the market so I can buy my Hamsa necklace? <laughs> yeah, and like when I can go back and people will be like, 
whoa, that's really nice. And you're like, yeah, it's from the Red Sea. And they're like, wait, isn't it called the Dead Sea? And you're like, I don't know. There was like <laughs> mud everywhere though. And they're like, that's literally sick. Yeah. So it's like those But also moments. it's like once you start to talk to your friends about the actual religious stuff that you learn, like remember that time when we went into that artist's little cave thing? Like stuff like that, your friends are just like, you see a little bit of drool coming out of their mouth, but then you're like, no. But then like we went on the bus and like, we just bought like rounds of Tubi and everyone just got fucked up and we went to the club that was on a beach and they're like, oh shit. You're like, like the Americans Damn. have arrived. They're like, tell me more. The skin is showing the Americans are here. Yes. Um, and the Israelis just love, they fiend for us. And it's honestly, I'm living for it. I was living for it and I still am. I want to go back. We'll go back. We'll make a return. Yes. We'll ask the billionaires to pay another round for us. Yes. Um, what I do want to talk about also is like, so birthright, I grew up with all Jewish friends, which was amazing because we all had the same values. And like mm -hmm. no one was necessarily like making fun of me for being Jewish, like yes. classic. Then I go to school at Virginia Tech. And the one thing my mom said to me before I got there was like, Dane, you know that there's only like a 7% Jewish population. And I was like, mom, that's actually so much. And she said, you know what, Dana, you're right. That's, that's more than the Jewish population in the world. Exactly. So like that was the last time my mom ever listened to me. So I get to school and the Hillel there is just not my cup of tea. One singular person. <laughs> he's like, hi, welcome. And you're like, mom, I thought you said it was 7%. And he's like, uh, there's only seven people that go to school. <laughs> I'm like, ugh, I knew I pranked myself. But really, like, there were no Jewish people in Virginia, so I really forgot, like, how to embrace Judaism and whatnot. But, like, you went to Maryland. Birthright and literally changed everything around for you. It was, like, a huge awakening. It was just, like, a shock. A culture re-shock. No, I agree. But, like, when I visited other schools, I was like, wait, there's so many Jewish people mm -hmm. here, and this is actually mind-blowing to me. Yep. Like, we had one frat, which is, like, the classic Jewish frat, and, like, everyone, everyone has hated that, them, Everyone though. has that kind of frat. Yeah, but, like, at your, at Maryland, it was, like, cool. Like, oh, you had, like, oh, your... Oh, it wasn't cool at your you school? Had, no. Oh, like, there weren't, like, God. cool Jewish guys, which is why I went single for most of college. Oh, oh, I get it, I get it. Out of okay, choice, of course. so, <laughs> for me, um, I wasn't really about Greek life going into college. I actually transferred to University of Maryland, and before then I went to a really small school where Greek life wasn't even an option. It wasn't even there. And coming into a huge school, pretty much, I was thinking to myself, I want to do something different. I don't want to be like every... Um, you know, girl from Long Island that just joins a sorority. I'm really going to try to not join a Jewish sorority. But as you know, like, it has to match up one-to-one. -one. So basically, I got <laughs> dropped from every sorority that wasn't a Jewish sorority. And I was like, okay, well, which one has the least amount of Jews? Like, They're like, one, we don't want which this Which one Jew. has the most diversity? And of course, like, when we say diversity in the Jewish sorority world, it means, like, who has, like, people in it that's half Jewish? <laughs> so I joined... <laughs> I joined the one that I felt was most fitting for me, which ended up being one where 70% uh, of the sorority was Jewish. But, you know, there is that 30%, which I adored. Literally you loved. love that. But I was actually really trying to stay away because I know, I know, when you go to a school, all the Jews find each other. And you don't even try. It just happens. You don't even have to step into Hillel. You'll meet somebody in class, and what do you know? They're Jewish, and you guys hit it off, and then you guys are best friends for the rest of college. Like, you can't see in front of you because their afro is just, like, in your way, and you're like, that's mm -hmm. my Jew. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just obvious in some senses, mm -hmm. such as that. So, because I went to a Big Ten school, obviously we have 
so many more frats than I'm assuming Virginia Tech, not to shit on you on anything, but like our variety of boys was like way larger than yours. However, yeah, I still didn't get a boyfriend in college, whatever. <laughs> no, I know, like if, like if you're like Jill getting ready, putting on like your blue eyeshadow and blush on a Thursday night, like don't forget the highlighter. We looking dewy tonight. Sorry, what's dewy? <laughs> it means like wet, moist. Do you want to look wet and moist? <laughs> You're like only for the juice. Well, right when you step into the frat house, honestly, you start getting drippy anyway. You start Ew. sweating your balls off and it's like pretty nasty. But honestly, like you just embrace it. This is a good thing to bring up actually and it's totally unplanned for. Being in a frat basement is one of those things where, like, you're up you're up around, like, thin air when you're upstairs. And you're like, holy shit, I'm so hot. Like, I look amazing. Like, I feel good. And then you start going downstairs, and as if your deodorant is literally, like, melting off your body. Yep. And, like, your leg hair is just, like, extending out from your calves. And you're like, wait, wait. Like, you're going and from like hot. And, like, your shirt just turns black. Like, you're going from hot Fiona to, like, ogre Fiona. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like, three steps down. You come back upstairs, and, like, they're like, Dude, I didn't think that you were trying to really go for the raccoon look. And you're like, what? And they're like, your eyeliner's on your cheek. And you're like, oh my god, wait, stop. You're like, wait, that's my contour. Does it look weird? Um, no, but <laughs> Try to cover it up. But also, like, I feel like when you are in that state and you're downstairs, you're more attractive to the guys. Well, also, it's dark. No, what I, what I also mean is, like, being in that basement shows that you're so desperate. <laughs> and, like, you are ready for... Literally anyone just come up to you and make mm-hmm. out with you, but unsuspectedly. You like want to get grinded on. Yeah, but like Hardcore. not. You just want something to like rub against you and like sweat to sweat. <laughs> totally. Like, why would you work out when you're gonna go into like the basement? Exactly. Except you know drink when like that jungle juice get the juices flowing. But like when I say juices, I mean not only the drinks. Jillian, you are being so dirty. Stop. It's actually crazy. I don't mean to get like you're that. being I'm as just, like picturing. You're it. like being as dirty as the Dead Sea tonight. I literally was there. I know like, you're picturing yourself. There. I'm just like putting um, myself back in that place that I was at. Wait, so you know when like you a guy would like I have a boyfriend now, so like out of respect for him, like I'm definitely gonna talk about this. Oh, gosh. So I'm just kidding. Hi, Sean. Um, but so when you'd be in like a basement. Mm-hmm. And someone, a guy would come up and like dance with you, and then your friend would be in front of you, and you'd be like, "Is he hot?" Like mm-hmm. thumbs up. You or like turn around down. and like whisper in front of the guy, and the guy's like, "What?" Like obviously you guys are saying something about me because I'm like, "No, I'm like, here. what should we get for breakfast tomorrow?" <laughs> and, and she's like, "And Not also it's that. like loud as fuck in the basement because like the speakers are just way too loud. Everyone's screaming over each other, so you're low key shouting, but like trying to whisper a shout." The music, like, shuts off, and the song changed as you're like, is he hot? <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I'm, like, actually sweating. Are you? Let's go outside. And it's like, wait, you know, like, I wasn't ready to go to step two with you. Oh, wait, what's it called? Second like, phase. like, wait, no, Sarah Ray didn't tell me if you're hot or not, so hold on, let me just get the validation. And then yeah, like, like, why would you look for yourself when you could have a friend mm-hmm. judge him for you? And, like, if your friend doesn't like them, then you don't like them. And that's the end of the night. Or Which you is just so move funny on to the next sweaty How day. often do you find one of your friend's boyfriends attractive? Mm-hmm. It's like, do you really... Do you guys really want your friends to think that the guy you're fucking is hot? Like, doesn't that raise some suspicion for you? Like, let's say it gets further than just, like, this one-night frat sloppy hookup. And what if he is hot? And what if they're, like, he's not hot? And they just don't want you to be hooking up with him? Are your friends watching your back, or are they trying to bag this kid? Mm-hmm. That could be our next episode. But, you know, that's just what happens. 
especially as a freshman when you're like oh my god oh my god like i don't know yeah, these that's people true. but like is he hot yeah um, it's kind of like exciting though because you just don't know and then it's like kind of like deal or no deal when she's like opening the briefcase yes and looks surprised like that's and you she's turning like, Go around for it and you're like fuck yeah and then you like grab his neck you grab his his david yerman high necklace <laughs> 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 you pull him in yeah, you gotta get that David Yerman high necklace. Is Wait. it from Canal Street? Even better. Mm-hmm. I love that you don't spend money on stupid things. Yes. Well, it's their mom's money, so it doesn't even matter. That's true because she's paying for the rent too. Exactly. So I actually have a funny story about this one time when I went and visited a friend at a Big Ten school, and she brought me to this frat, and she brought me. Can into you say the which one? The school. Yeah. The Dirty Dell. Oh. Hell yeah. Oh, mo- no, 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 but I feel, oh, okay. This story's kind of, kind of nasty. And she brought me to this frat, and she was really excited because this was my first time visiting a big school since my transfer to Maryland. Since and your transition. <laughs> since, <laughs> yeah, since my big transition from, like, smoking a shit ton of weed to, like, actually getting fucked up and partying at a school because my other school didn't have that to offer me. How did you handle that, Jillian? Honestly, I went You are so brave. Nuts. <laughs> it was just, like, a big step for me, and honestly, I don't know how I got through it. But, like, somehow I made it out just fine. Jillian, we already said no tears on the first episode. Okay. okay, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I like. I'm sorry for bringing it up. It's okay. It's okay. Let me just cool down for a second. Whew. Okay, so she brings me to this frat, and we're on the top floor. We're on like the first floor, the main floor of the frat house, and we're dancing. Whatever. You're still hot, Fiona. Yeah, yeah. I'm still just hot. And she's like, let's go to the basement. And also, this first floor, literally, I'm shoulder to shoulder. I couldn't even, like, shake my ass. There were so many people in this place. And you have a huge butt, so. (laughs) Exactly. I can't even imagine. So I was just pushing through to get to the basement because I was like, damn, this place is, like, super fucking crowded. May as well check out what's going on in the basement, a.k.a. what dick am I getting tonight? Yeah, like, what's on the menu? I go downstairs. Hot, hot, hot Fiona comes out, and I'm just, like, nasty. And I see this laundry machine, and I'm like, Jax, like, I, I need to get on that thing. Like, I just need to, like, see all of my options from a higher level to, like, one, look cool because I'm, like, being elevated. But also, we know bitches love elevated surface. I will testify. I am a bitch that loves the elevated yeah. surfaces. Dana, I don't think don't I don't even deny. I'm not even trying to deny it. Because exactly. I love attention, and I like being high up. So exactly. it makes us my two favorite And things. you also want, like, all of the fish in the sea to, like, see you above everyone else. So they're like, dang, I want but, her. But Let like, me swarm through these, yes. these rats and get to that girl on the laundry machine dancing and able to shake her butt now because nobody else is standing on the laundry machine. Okay, but when you're up on the elevated surface, you have to act like, wait, are people looking at me? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm shocked that people are looking at me right now. Do I like, look good? oh, my God, wait. Am I, like, sexy dancing for nobody? But you're like, wait, everybody's looking at me. Meanwhile, everyone's like, get this fat bitch off mm-hmm. of the elevated service. And you're like, you know what, love? When the They're like, ew, I like... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I literally smell her B.O. from over here. <laughs> Can she not raise They're, like, her waving arms? your hand. They're, like, waving because, like, you smell so bad. And you're like... What's up, everybody? And they're like, God, no, put your pits down. <laughs> they're like, they like stick you in the washing machine and you're like, time for a ride. <laughs> you make everybody go swoosh. <laughs> Only at but the dirty anyway, belt. But anyway, but anyway, 
I'm on I'm on this elevated surface. I'm on this laundry machine, shaking my ass, raising my pits. You know, everyone's just like smelling the pink sugar on me, hopefully, and not the nasty shit. Is that Victoria's Secret? No, it's pink sugar. What is Everybody that? knows pink sugar. I'm not even kidding. Do you mean like pink from Victoria's Secret? No, it's a brand of perfume. It smells like cotton candy all over your body. I'll have to show you. I'm really shocked. Everybody, I mean, you know what pink sugar is. It's literally what you would wear in, like, middle school to bar mitzvahs, and everyone was like, oh, my God, you smell so good. Okay, but anyway, I'm dancing on this elevated surface, and I see a bucket next to the laundry machine, but it's flipped upside down. Like, Uh-oh. the top of the bucket is, like, on the floor. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why is there a random bucket that everyone's just, like, staying away from? And I get off the laundry machine, and I'm like, everyone, look! And I kick the bucket off. Wait, I'm sorry, you called attention to kick a bucket? No, I didn't actually call the attention, but I was like, Jacqueline, like, what? Oh, like, to your one friend? (laughs) Yeah, to, like, my singular friend. You're like, hear ye, hear ye, (laughs) on top of the laundry machine. They're like, shut the the fuck up. They're like, who is that fat lord on this machine? Get her off! The machine. security. AKA the pledges come down. <laughs> You're like, I could literally twist your fucking arm in half. Get off me, Jeremy. Like, yeah. So I kick the bucket over and I see this hole and I'm like, what? Like, there's literally a hole in like a basement. Like, how much lower does this frat house go? Like, what the hell goes down on down there? And all of a sudden, I'm really nervous. The stuff from that hole starts rising up <gasps> and it's fucking shit it's sewage it's it's literal sewage and the whole basement starts getting flooded with shit poo poo and i'm like that wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like everyone hey Everyone, over here, over here, like, I see this, and I'm going to be the hero. Everyone, go upstairs. And they're like, ah. And then they everyone goes upstairs, and basically the party was over because the sewage, like, rose up and just covered the basement floor. That is so disgusting. And I think the scariest part of that story is that everyone that was about to make out with someone downstairs now has to go into the daylight upstairs mm-hmm. and see what they've been dancing with. Jillian, that's really gross. Like, that sewage, and also people aren't, like lightly peeing on like a hydrated body exactly but also i'm just confused like they clearly knew that hole was there and yet they let people down and also like putting a bucket a little ass bucket over that hole what is that doing obviously if you're having a frat party somebody is going to kick it over and i mean like yeah the party's going on for two hours and nobody kicked (laughs) it over but then i see like obviously if someone's gonna be standing on the washing machine like they're gonna see the bucket and then they're gonna (laughs) kick it over and then they're gonna ruin the party so i don't know why they wouldn't just plan in advance quite frankly Um, put some duct tape over that shit we all know everybody has that yeah everyone has their inner demons yes but inner sewage but like uh, duct tape yeah Everyone has their, like, pink sugar. That's, like, code for uh, inner demons. Yes. Like, I was definitely a type of, like, amber romance type of girl because it made me feel, like, hot. So I told my friends that once, and they're so about, like, hyping me up. So they legit got me three bottles of it, and I still have it. This was in sixth grade. Oh, my God. No. On the real, though, we want this podcast to be something that's easy to listen to. As we like to say, when you're on your way to your job, to the place where you tell your mommy works so that she still pays your rent. Mm-hmm. Um, we're funny girls. We're here to make you laugh. We're here to stay. We're here to just entertain you guys, tell you guys some funny-ass stories, make fun of each other. Um, 
If you guys have anything that you want us to talk about, if you guys have any questions that you want us to clear up for the crowd, please let us know um, at our Twitter, which is up and coming. Um, what we're going to have it be called, well, naturally, this podcast is unorthodox. unorthodox. <laughs> we just literally planned that without even planning. Oh God, that, was that, was, that was amazing. Literally amazing. Like, so yeah. we're going to get that up, and we want to hear your feedback. And most importantly, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Yalla balaga, everybody. Yalla balaga. Have a great Friday. Shabbat shalom. Um, tune back in next time. It's going to be a crazy ride, but we're so excited for you guys to listen. Bye. Bye.